0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Nerd Herd Comic Book Club, your number one stop for stellar reviews of volumes, arcs, or stories and us or yourselves choose. You can find us live every Wednesday on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and the replay on all podcast networks. Take a seat, get yourselves and your
1: opinions ready, as it's time to join the herd. But first, please put your hands together for your hosts, Shane.
0: Bill and Scott, as they kick off this week's discussion.
2: Ahoy hoy, and welcome to this week's episode of the Nerd Herd Comic Book Club. I'm your host this week, as I have picked this book, I have picked for us to read this week, The Boys, Volume 1, The Name of the Game, from dynamite comics i had to check my i'm so bad at publishers names i had to check my book there from dynamite comics from see i'm gonna have trouble with the year as well what year is it jeez i'm terrible at this do you think i'd be prepared how long have we been doing this now 2007 the name of the game It's issues one to six of the boys written by garth ennis art by dark robertson colors by tony avena letters by greg thompson and simon boland um, so yes, I pick this because I love the TV show so very, very much. Um, before we say hello to everyone, let me introduce the two men that are here every week, or almost every week. For one of them, um, we have up here Phil. Hello. And once again, we have up here Martin. Evening all. 10th appearance on the show, Martin.
0: Loving it. Keep them coming.
2: <laughs> <big> one zero. <laughs>
1: Do we have in your own uh, special one, you know, what's the uh, anniversary uh, live stream celebrating your achievements on the nerd
0: herd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was joined you like last year. It's all good.
1: In fact, it's going to be weird. It's going to be weird to have Scott back. it would be like he's filled in for you.
2: <laughs> I think you yeah.
0: said that to me a couple of times now. Yeah. So I'm replacing Martin
2: <laughs> this week. We have Scott. <laughs> we just changed Martin's name to Scott. And then we just won't have to mention it at all. We'll just pretend it's Scott when Martin's on.
0: I'll just come on and say, Shammai.
2: Sorted, so there you go. (laughs) Uh, Before we say hello to the herd, let me just give you a quick synopsis. I am going to read it off the back of my omnibus. So this is the synopsis for The Boys, Volume 1. It says, in a world where costumed heroes soar through the sky and masked vigilantes prowl the night, someone's got to make sure the soups don't get out of line, and someone will. Billy Butcher, Wee Huey, Mother's Milk, the Frenchman and the female are the boys. A CIA-backed team of very dangerous people, each one dedicated to the struggle against the most lethal force on Earth, superpowers. Some superheroes have to be watched, some have to be controlled, and some of them sometimes need to be taken out of the picture and that's where the boys come in. So that's the synopsis for volume one. I mean, it pretty much sums it up and tells you what the first volume is about. It reintroduces the characters and we find out what the boys are all about, what the supers are like. I mean, we really, really find out what the supers are like in this volume. (laughs) Um, Hopefully people have read along hopefully people are fans of the show as well the amazon prime series which is on its third season at the moment i believe season four is coming either this year or next year yeah um let's have a quick check in the chat and see who's there as always we have liam from the funky gibbons in hi ho hi liam thanks for joining hope you've read along and we have kevin welles as well he says um evening all hi kevin thanks for joining um i hope you've read it a lot i hope you've all read along because i do think this deserves to be read at least once in my opinion um but i can tell by phil's face he's not as convinced so go on phil what did you think of the boys
1: Uh, no i mean to be fair it's okay it's it's, a this is an, an eventful book there are certainly quite a few shocking moments in it um uh, with the TV show, with the show, like I'm not, I like it, but I'm not a huge fan of it. For example, I haven't even seen season three yet. I'm not busting to watch it. I'm not like I have to watch this now and look forward to season four. I'll get to it eventually. And I think with the book, it's very similar. Like it's okay, it's entertaining, but I'm not sold on like you know how how big of a book and how big of a story it is. Like. You know as martin knows like, you know, we collect omnibuses, and we're a bit obsessed with it at times i don't have the three omnibuses that came out last year well, even though people scrambled to buy it I just i don't have that kind of lure to the boys and the story although it was good it, it kind of like it didn't give me the the idea that this is something you must read you know um but it's uh it's certainly entertaining and a, a few uh, wtf moments for sure
2: yes so i should say now this is going to be um a trigger warning because some of the subjects in this book some of the images the language it is a very mature read i don't think anyone under the age of 18 should be reading this this is not a child friendly book by any means so do not think that comics are for everyone of all ages because this is certainly not and um, but with that out the way martin what did you think of the boys
0: oh, i am Completely opposite to Phil on this. I'm a big fan of the TV series. I watched the first season just off the cuff to see what it was like. Loved it and watched every other the other two seasons when they were released. Just binge watched them. So this has been on my read list for a while. And to finally get stuck into it, I am not disappointed at all. I really enjoyed it. It paid a lot of homage. The, show, the show's paid a lot of homage to the book. Yes, it's crude. And it does dial up the uh, crude and rude and than the tv show the tv show doesn't even touch this in my eyes um you can see they've toned it down on the show and that and that's saying a lot considering what the show's like
2: absolutely i mean billy butcher drops the c word multiple times on the tv show so if that's a dialed down version you can imagine what is in this book it can be a little vulgar at times um a little over the top and a little unnecessary um i'm not gonna lie i'm not a prude I'm not, you know, I we know from my talk about Saga my issues with that were never about the the nudity or anything like that it was just about the necessity for that to be in the book and some of the things in this don't need to be there they're there for shock factor I think yeah it, They are funny, but that's my sense of humour. Like, I can brush that sort of thing off. But I can see quite a few people who are fans of the TV show coming over to the comic thinking it's going to be the same vein and then being a little bit too shocked. I mean, even though, trigger warning, in the TV show, someone does shrink down to the size of this and go inside a male sexual organ... And then expand. So you do see graphic images in the TV show, mm. and even that is mild in comparison to the comic book. I think. Yes. <laughs> it's yeah. See, Definitely.
1: Uh, I think you're right. I think you know. Liam's made a comment there about is it because it's not my favorite genre of gore? The fact of the gore in this, like, I don't like gory comics. As we've seen, as we've seen, when the context isn't right. The fighting scenes, the gore, the, the kind of people dying might have done in this, that's okay. Um, my, my kind of, where I kind of draw the line is the, is like the, uh, so they have like a teenage group called the Teenage Kicks, who are like the Teen Titans of the, you know, of the boys. And they basically share women, um, go woman to woman and do their thing. And I just thought like, this is a bit, a bit too far, a bit much. Um, and obviously, there are there's a lot of uh, sexual uh, imagery uh, throughout this book. And again, mm-hmm. I see a machine. I'm not a prude. Could, you know, some of the things can be funny, but some of the things like,
2: whoa, it's a bit, a bit too much, a bit too far. Ugh. Yeah, and that's what kind of gets me. Yeah, so I think and... Kevin. Sorry, can I just? I think Kevin just yeah. sums this up pretty well. Um, he says, 18 year old he really enjoyed the book, and thirty-year-old him thinks the TV show is much better." I think I'm in the same vein. I think if I was reading this as a teenager, I would have loved this because this would have been edgy and, you know, wow, look what they're doing yeah. in comics. But as an adult, I'm like, mm, it doesn't really need to be in there. It doesn't.
0: <laughs> I'm glad you chose Kev's comment because I was going to go off the back of that as well. See, I do agree the TV show is better, but it was nice. And this is why I feel a bit hyped about reading this. It was nice reading this coming off of the TV show because it was different enough that it was still good but crude as well that the tv show didn't do so i felt like i was getting the same thing but a different spin on it and i think the experience we had with umbrella academy a few weeks ago where mm. the comic didn't match up to the show it was nice that this got closer but a different spin i mean that's yeah. that's why i tend to enjoyed it more i felt like i was getting what i was watching from the show in one way
1: i still think the show even though i'm not a huge fan of the show me personally still think the show is better even the characterizations yep. like the guy who plays um oh what's his name butcher billy butcher obviously huey like huey was obviously drawn to be um simon pegg that's he who, who and simon Pig obviously appears as huey's dad in the tv show. yeah they so, like, kind a of, kind of nod to that but like the, the tv shows version to huey's far better one he's American, so you can understand his language. Sometimes with the Scottish <laughs> accent and the way he talks, and this is a bit strange. Um, too many eyes and uh, fewer words he says. I think it's definitely Scottish. But if you were an American reader, you'd be thinking, "What's he saying? He's making no sense whatsoever." But, but
2: even as an English reader, I had that issue. There were some phrases yeah. he was using I've never heard of, hmm. and I just I was lost. Um, can we just say a quick hello to Connie who's in the chat? sup nerds she says i haven't read haven't, uh, sorry i haven't watched the show but i will eventually because jensen ackles is hot in it but this comic wouldn't make me want to read it if i'm honest um, jensen ackles is hot in everything because jensen ackles is just hot um no lies detected so um, <laughs> he is a very good reason to watch season three but yes hey, is jensen ackles dean from supernatural
1: Come on, to, to, like who's he playing the boys? Uh, oh, he plays Soldier,
2: Soldier
1: Boy. Do you know that is? Never mind. Captain doesn't America. Matter. He's the yeah, boys' he's...
2: version of Captain America. I can't remember. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen season three, so you won't have watched it. Yeah, you Do won't know. know. know I've boys. never, I've
1: never seen Supernatural. And uh, Jensen Ackles is nobody to me. Sorry, Connor.
2: <gasps> oh my goodness! Oh, have you not um... seen Smallville? He's in that. Yeah, he. He dated Lana Lang in Smallville. The barn fell on him. The Clark's house fell on him and then he disappeared. Was never in it again. We're going back twenty years here. Come on, I can't remember this book. I read How about today, Dark but... Angel? Have you seen Dark Angel? He played twins. <laughs> we'll show you a
0: picture after the show
2: maybe a good show he's been in come on he's in big sky season three do you watch big sky a Good, a good show <laughs> that i've actually seen come on
1: anyway the really, boys just list off his
2: imdb page i know everything he's been in i'll i'll go up here keep keep up this is live tv keep going <laughs> um but yeah i think um it's because it's not fair because i have this Problem because I tend to watch a show before I read the comic. I did it with Lock and Key, obviously Umbrella Academy and the Boys. And I found that I enjoyed the shows a lot more than the comics, but I really enjoyed the Lock and Key comic and I really enjoyed the Umbrella Academy comic. But they don't have the time that the TV show has to grow the characters, to grow the relationships, to make you care about the characters. So that things just happen in a comic because obviously they have to get things done issue to issue and each issue has to have some event it has to have something happen so they don't have the time to slow down whereas a tv series which can take one trade that is maybe six issues and turn it into a 10 episode run they can then build those characters so i think if i read this first i wouldn't have been as excited to read to watch the show but i watched the show and i really enjoyed it and then week by week when series two and three came out i watched those but if i was reading this And then I was like, oh, show's coming out. I would have been a bit like, meh. I'll get get to it when I get to it. But going the other way around, Mm. I think think it was fine as a comic book. I I enjoyed it for what it was. I was a little bit at certain points, but I did enjoy the... I did enjoy the... I don't want to say gore, but I did enjoy the gore. I don't want to say it, but I did, especially when they fight I mean, the teenage kicks because that was a yes. hilarious battle
1: <laughs> it's 2007 so that's a good what 17 16, or 16 years ago you know
2: mm.
1: so comics you can tell different. by the
2: language in this
1: book yeah, yeah. exactly the, the the language you're using the, the kind of scenes you're seeing it is very much shock factor what could we do this will interest the reader and keep them go whoa what is that i'll i'll read on whereas comics these days aren't they're not they're not so much like this, there's a few, very few in between, but I find as well with this though, and this is a negative, I suppose, on the book, but I think it relies a lot on that stuff. You know, it relies on you as a reader to be quite shocked and it keeps you reading, don't get me wrong, but it's almost like it's cheap and a cheap way to yeah. keep the reader interested as opposed to telling the story. Like I did, like, like the story, like the the Billy Butcher and, and the Huey kind of relationship building even was still kind of in, in, in it's infancy but I just uh, to solely rely on that like I didn't have all this shock didn't have all that stuff of the you know the fight scenes and the killings and the you know the what's it get the fast guy's name What's the fast name Adrian.
2: Adrian. Adrian he didn't
1: he didn't kill the, you know the girlfriend <laughs> like what what actually is there like what, there's no there's not much story there really um
2: no without all the swearing and the sex and the blood and the gore you're just telling a superhero story where the superheroes are the bad guys and that's it you know and that that's been done so that's why those extra layers need to be added but you're right What's shocking in 2007 is not shocking today, unfortunately. Um, I think that's a negative on society, really, because, you know, these things should still shock us, but they don't. We read this and it's like, well, I've seen that in a music video on YouTube, so that's not shocking. You know, I've seen the new Sam Smith video. Nothing in this book shocks me anymore. So, you know, it's it's a shame because you're, no one is going to get the same emotional punch or the same shock factor from reading this book today. And what can you do but i mean especially i think the thing that shocked me was how everyone was shocked when one of the members of teenage kicks comes out as gay and it's like oh my god look how this is such a big deal he has to do a press conference and apologize to his teammates for it i was like that was something that in a book today you know it it wouldn't have been would it
1: We're going to talk about that more when we're talking about the story, I suppose. But that that Mm. did make me chuckle, almost like they were taking the (laughs) piss out of it. But then in 2007, were they taking the piss? Because. Oh, absolutely. Because you could. You could back then.
2: Yeah. Because it was funny, but it was allowed to be funny back then. But yeah. Um, What about the art? Before we show our pages, what did we think of the art?
1: That was great. I liked it.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think overall, the character designs and faces. I'm, I'm a face person, you know me and i think seeing billy butcher's face straight off the bat i was like yeah first page i'm like this is going to be decent
1: you kind of mentioned lock and key they're similar vibe to me to the lock and key art um i don't know what it is i don't know if it's like the way they're they have big thick outlines of the characters and the, the drawing in general or just the big eyes they all have there's very similar vibes um as lock and key for me um what i will say i don't like the look of billy butcher i think the guy in the show nails it so this guy doesn't he doesn't even look british he doesn't he doesn't look like a typical british kind of london uh no you know what's the what's the what's the the cockney whatever slang so, whatever they use it doesn't doesn't fit in with us the way he looks
2: you know so if huey was obviously meant to be simon Pegg, who mm-hmm. do we think billy
1: yeah you know I, you know I was thinking of, And any, any of our american uh listeners and watchers won't get this but um, do you remember, like, Dan from Extenders, like, like, 20 years ago? <laughs> do you remember that guy? No.
2: Yes, that's, of course that,
1: I remember that's, Dan. That, that, that's who I think it is. It's Dan from Extenders. So it's Connie. I know Connie's in the chat, so you won't remember. You won't remember Dan. Dan was a was a bit of a thug in Extenders. He, he owned the pub at one point, but he, that's who I was thinking of. Um, was Billy Butcher.
2: I can but see was, that, but I couldn't think of anybody.
1: He was also in Cliffhanger. He he, he fought uh, Sylvester Stallone on the snowy mountain. Same guy.
2: Finn. I mean, fair enough. Um, <laughs> Connie does have a comment on the art there. She says, um, sometimes the faces were kind of inconsistent. I know it's hard to draw a character constantly, uh, sorry, consistently, but sometimes the faces were like two different characters. Uh, I did notice that with Billy yeah. um, yes. mainly. But I think that's because I was seeing him so much. So for it not to be consistent, it was quite obvious.
1: Yeah, there were a few scenes, I from the page at the minute, where he's meeting that uh, director woman, I forget her name. And in each panel, like it's, I suppose it's, it's the lady in the shoes, he's sitting in the dark shade almost, but he does look different in each panel. Like, it's like little as a different person. Um, it's just yeah. strange.
0: That was my biggest hey. hang up from the art. It, it was, it was yeah. the inconsistencies. I'm glad Connie mentioned that as well, because that's, that's, it was, it was too much of a standout. I found, I found it did take me out of it a little bit because I noticed it so much. And it was multiple times through multiple issues. And it was mostly with butcher. The Mm. others didn't really, I didn't really notice it too much. Uh, Huey was very consistent most of the time, but there was, but butcher was the one that was the worst. Sadly.
2: Yeah. I think maybe, maybe time. If, if they're rushing, you know, They don't have the time to make it exact. It could be the artist just doesn't have that one. You know, like you get an artist like Michael Turner and the Dodson's, they have a very very specific face that they draw for everyone. Mm -hmm. So it's constant throughout every book that they do. So maybe he doesn't have that or maybe he was just rushed for six episode uh, six episodes i'm going to keep saying episodes because i've got the tv show <laughs> on my brain every time i say episode please note that i mean issue um, shall we show our pages yeah okay who should we go with first since we're since i'm hosting i'm gonna go with me because i can <laughs> Why not? so i have blurred out or rather i have covered up any naughty words on this page um, this is from issue five I want to say the end of issue five right as the teenage kicks show up to take on the boys they found out that the boys are the ones that have been blackmailing them thanks to Homelander and they show up for a fight and then Billy uh, is just like he's ready for it and I just I love his face I love Mother's Milk standing behind him, just towering over everyone else, and the fact that Frenchie brings down his goggles because he's going to fight and he knows he's going to get blood in his face. I just think it's fantastic, and I just the just kind of terrified look on Huey's face. Yeah. <laughs> he just looks so out of place. Everyone else is wearing black leather and looks like a badass, and he's just there in his green hoodie. <laughs>
0: what what do I do? Sort of look on his face. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He looks scared, doesn't he? He's like, Oh, I don't <laughs> want to fight, I don't, I don't want to do this. But Billy is just about to have the time of his life, and I just thought that was a, a really good page, especially to show off the art. He's the artist's great, absolutely fantastic. When he gets a whole panel like that to just do what he wants, yeah, I agree. So that was my page pick. Um, Phil, how about yours?
1: yeah well I had, a, I had a separate one picked but of course martin mm. was in there before me so as usual i didn't this is my second page again it's, it's just they see you see frenchie or was he was called the frenchman he was called frenchy frenchman he? yeah i'm yes. pretty sure he's called frenchy in the show isn't he yeah he Billy is, calls yeah. him frenchy yeah. in this as yeah. well oh does he but just that, like his face there the kind of like you know this the spit in front from his mouth the big white teeth and the kind of anger because he's just He's sitting there having like a cup of coffee, I think, or whatever. Just just minding his own business, and then these three uh, folks just pipe up, and he just unleashes on them. And it's just like the anger and the the way he snaps and just kicks their asses. And obviously the big headbutt where the guy's face is flattened. (laughs) Um, It's 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 it's, it's cool. It's class. Um, But yeah, there's more to do with that top panel. Just like the kind of detail in his face, the show that he snapped and he's he's angry. He's gonna. There's the calmness in one panel, and then. Bang! There's the snap.
2: In that final panel, it looks like he's punched a guy so hard his head has gone all the way round.
1: Yeah, actually cool. the
2: chest hasn't really moved. It's small more as this is more, this is his <laughs> neck that's kind of twisted drain right? yeah. Cool. He's he's dangerous for such a small guy because he's a lot smaller than Mother's Milk, isn't he? Yes. He's
0: yeah. obviously. So, I, I haven't read further in this, but from the show, isn't he a hitman? Wasn't he a hitman yeah. for the for the like, mafia type thing?
2: Well, Billy says, doesn't he? He says, like, this is Mother's Milk. He's, like, the ideas guy and the planner. And oh, Hughie's like, what about the other two? And he's like, they're the muscle. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, the female and the Frenchman, they're the muscle. <laughs> Yet yeah, yeah, you've got Mother's Milk, who's, like, the size of a house. But he's the ideas guy. I love it. Um, Martin, what page did you pick?
0: See, I went for this page purely for that bottom <laughs> you, panel of watching him. You both him. chose headphones Yeah, he getting he gets his face caved in, that was brilliant. I didn't like... The teenage kicks at all. Oh, I ridiculous. thought they were a stupid group. And to finally see one of the boys plant one on them and in that fashion, as well, we see his cheeks ruffled up or his head by him <laughs> that hard. Love it.
2: And uh, later on, when he's speaking, because he's got a broken nose and he's mumbling, yeah. and he's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, when
1: he's on the on, on the news or give, giving giving his eulogy for the friend that died, he's like, yeah, he can't pronounce his words. Brilliant. <laughs> that's, that's that's yeah, that's the kind of stuff that makes me chuckle. To be fair, um, that
2: was the uh, the Nightwing counterpart. I assume big game. I assume he was meant to be Nightwing. Right. Uh, I that, obviously, the seven I know who they're meant to be, but the others I was trying to figure out. Like, yeah, I because thought I don't
1: think... be Boys. There was a an advert, wasn't there, where they had it, a, an advert or a poster or something of a teenage kicks, and the leader was at the front, and he had a similar suit actually as old school Nightwing. So, maybe you yeah. know you're right, it doesn't mean Nightwing
0: see i didn't pick up on any of that purely because of the introductions of those characters pretty much scarred me for the rest of the book (laughs) i i I didn't have i don't know i just didn't focus on that anyone that's read it will know exactly what i'm talking about i just couldn't take note of who they were in other
2: companies or based on yes um my Bill, you picked an extra page because you wanted to show something off.
1: Yeah, just, I mean, I, I don't know what uh, Derek Robertson and the other guys look like, but that's definitely Garth Ennis uh, in the back and the right-hand side there. Um, and we see these three, they're kind of like shoehorned in. And I always notice whatever creators do get put into their own book. Like they always appear a bit more detailed than normal. Where background <laughs> characters or <are> background people, <laughs> they don't have them in detail, you know, but they they are probably prominent on this panel. And that is that's that is Garth Ennis. The other two guys, I am assuming, are some way uh, part of this book as well, and it's just a good way to kind of get them in, you know, to show it yeah. off,
2: you know. It's a good catch because I obviously I I don't know what Garth uh, Garth Garth, Garth. And, Garth. Yeah, Garth. I don't know what Garth Ennis looks like, so I would never have picked that up. So that was a nice find. There.
1: He he is a good Northern Ireland fellow, and uh, we don't have a lot to shit about. Whenever someone makes it big. We're proud of that. So, I may not like this book as much as some people, but well, on Gar- Garth. I can't say, I keep saying Garth or Gareth. It's the
2: same thing, Gareth. Um, but Garth Ennis does have a massive problem with superheroes, I'm assuming. I assume he does not like superhero comics in the slightest. And he especially has an issue with the Justice League, as the Seven, who are the big. Superhero team in this book are clearly the Justice League. You have Homelander, who is Superman, Queen Maeve, who is Wonder Woman, Black Noir, who is Batman, A Train, who is the Flash, um, you have the Deep, who is Aquaman, you have um, Jack from Jupiter, obviously Martian Manhunter, and of course you have Lamplighter, who's got a big green lantern. Yes. So it's like he really does not like the Justice League, and I don't know why as a fan of the Justice well, League myself, but...
1: He's never written for... Has he ever written
2: for DC or Marvel? I would hope not, if um, this is how he would treat the Justice League. I mean,
1: League. he's known for the boys, he's known for... Is it Preacher? He's on Preacher. Yeah,
0: that's DC. I think he's written for DC Vertigo. I don't think he's written yeah. for DC Universe. Yeah, sort yeah. Of. Um,
1: so maybe, that, maybe it's his way if he, he really does not like them, or else he's just... Maybe he's better, I don't know, but not, not being selected. But then again, I, I don't know, I don't think he would be. I mean, he's made a lot of money in the back of this, obviously.
0: Yeah.
1: So, um, yeah. But he, you're right, he, he's clearly taken the test out of the Justice League and the fact that they're terrible characters. Yeah.
2: Well, Kevin says he hates all oh, superheroes. Yes, he and punish he did, he yes. he did punish Of course, her. of
1: course, yes. Punish there you
2: go. Um, one thing I did notice that was completely different from the TV show to this is Jack from Jupiter. Because in the TV show, we have um, Ultra, no, what's his name? Translucent. Oh, yes. Translucent is the member in the seven.
1: Is Translucent the the one who gets the bomb up his backside and blows up?
2: Yes, Yes. He is the one that blows up from the inside out. Uh, but he's part of the seven in it. So they changed it in the TV show. I don't know why they didn't want Jack from Jupiter. <laughs> do,
0: you re- do you reckon they did it because it was, wasn't translucent in the show used as that introduction for Huey? Because it was the fight with Butcher and Translucent in the store that Huey was working in?
2: Yes, but it could have been quite easily Jack from Jupiter. That could have been... There was no yeah. need to change him into a completely different character. I don't, I don't think personally, because I assume Jack from Jupiter has Martian Manhunter's powers, so that would be invisibility and transformation.
1: But then, would he not learn kick Billy Butcher's ass in that shop?
2: Yeah. So. <laughs> oh. Why well, don't? Oh, yeah, because in the TV show, Billy Butcher and another big thing, Billy Butcher uh, doesn't use the Compound V in the TV yeah, series. Yeah. Whereas in this, they're all jacking up on it so they can go toe to toe with the supers, which mm-hmm. I thought was a good thing because having just a bunch of humans go up against the supers made no sense. From a TV standpoint, I don't think. But in this, having them be able to take a punch and give a punch makes a lot more sense. Obviously,
1: I th- almost think that the, the compound fee thing I didn't quite understand because Huey killed that guy and didn't mm-hmm. even try. So does this make them even stronger than the so-called heroes? Do you know what I mean? Like they As were able to like, easily dispose of them? There wasn't that much
0: of a fight? It depends on how you react to Compound V. It affects everyone differently. This is just my knowledge from the show, because obviously we've only read the first six issues, but in the show, everyone has their own reaction to Compound V. Yes. Everyone
2: gets did... a different superpower.
1: One thing I didn't like, I did like what I didn't like when it comes to the Compound phase, the fact that the, uh, the Ladies of the Night... We're using it in order to keep up with the teenage kicks. Like it's clever in a way, but it's also like you're really highlighting something pretty dark that they have to use this drug in order to kind of keep up with what them guys are doing. And it's it's a hard one to kind of think about or take, whatever. I suppose, but
2: you know, yeah. That whole scene I I did flick through really quickly because I wasn't really invested in that. I didn't want to.
0: This is where I prefer the show the way they dealt with Compound V because it was more realistic to how it would work. You know, in the show, it was something that you couldn't just go and buy or get your hands on. This seems like something you could go down to your local Sainsbury's and pick up off the shelf, didn't it? It seemed seemed very sort of easy accessible for people.
2: Yeah, although like they were able to get their hands on it, the ladies of the night, as Phil put it. Um, they were able to get it in powder form to snort. But when mm. Butcher needed some, like the head of the department, she said she had a right time trying to get it. It cost a hell of a lot and favours and all this just to get two vials of it. So is it easy to get or is it really difficult to get?
0: Did she it say something about, in its purest form in the comics she made a point of saying...
2: But th- but they didn't get it in their purest form. They got it diluted because he says to Huey, it'll wear off in a couple of days. Well, That's maybe strange, the maybe
1: the maybe the stuff the member taking was even more diluted, cut with <laughs> god knows what else, as drugs hmm. would be in in reality. And suppose, but so maybe he, he was happy to get it officially, so it's cleaner. One would think, I suppose.
2: So, what did we think of the writing? Then um, we've touched on the plot points, but what did you think of the actual writing? The the text you were forced to read throughout these issues.
1: I think, to be fair, like, hmm. obviously, there's a lot of shocking moments. I think with the trying to do the English accent and the kind of Cockney kind of slang, even though like Garf is, you know, from this part of the world, I almost feel like it's like an American trying to do it, rather than it being like organically like this is this is how English. East London, or I don't know if it's East London or West London or wherever. I'm not sure. This is how they speak. I also think it was just too much of it. They were trying a little bit too hard to do it. So for the Billy Butcher stuff, obviously he was the most prominent character, spoke the most. I just thought like a bit too much
2: Cockney, trying too hard. See, although I I did did... enjoy his scenes the most.
0: Yeah, the, the writing for Butcher didn't bother me at all because, like when we read stuff from other publishers. I can't help but hear Carl Urban in my head yeah. when I'm when I'm reading it. And Carl Urban's not British. East New Zealand, yeah. Yeah. So so I just heard his voice and it didn't bother me at all. I found Yeah, voice. well that's
1: that's the kind of voice I was I was hearing it in myself, but I just think again but just some of the sentences didn't really fit in together because the way you're trying to say it in this kind of accent and I think some there are occasions where it didn't really work too well not it's minor it's, it wasn't a major issue it was fine um but just there were a few no- things like that i noticed um in terms of like leaving the, the tv show yeah, i'm not a huge fan of the show but there's a lot of the things that are different like the, the female i thought they just found her randomly in the show
2: they did yes, yes she um she was injected with compound v and kidnapped by some terrorists because didn't, didn't somebody kill her brother or something in the show as well, or whatever?
1: That, that felt like a better introduction for her than her just being part of the team already, part of the setup. Um, And the fact that they built her up to be this psycho, it didn't really... It didn't come across like that as well as it did in the show. Uh, I, I, get, I get the show has more time to put these things out, but like there wasn't that many scenes in on this, on this for her. And I think even the team, like the Frenchmen they're Frenchy and uh some mother's milk i don't think yeah. they were used as much we got we got more of the teenage kicks than we did these guys i think she'd been the other way around
2: yeah oh yeah absolutely although i did really enjoy the interaction with um mother's milk's daughter when yes, she disrespects yes. him and leaves the house and billy goes out and talks to her and it just goes to show how much respect he's got for mother's milk like he's, he's his mate and he's yeah. like, he will not be disrespected in my presence i thought that was great yeah, that was a
1: good scene to be fair. And he goes out, and the, the guys pull the gun out of it. And he, uh, does he just like destroy the gun? He squashes it, doesn't yeah. he? And then they just speed off. Yeah, that was that was good fun. That, that, that.
2: Yeah, and he just proper puts her in her place and tells her to get back inside and appreciate that man for everything that he does. And I thought that was really nice. Like I wasn't expecting that from Billy. You don't, you don't expect anything like that from Billy. You just expect him to just be hard and just that's it.
0: I think I do want to continue reading this though. Because I just, knowing what I know from the show, I just feel like I've got to get deeper into this to see more comparisons. Because, you know, like yourself, Shane, we've watched them all. You know, we know what these characters are. We're more emotionally attached. So, it's a little bit, we're not getting a lot at the moment. We're being sort of breadcrumbed information at the moment.
2: And I also think that emotional connection that we have with billy from the tv show i don't think we're ever going to get that from this book because the biggest difference is in this book his wife died yes um giving birth to a super baby whereas in the tv show she didn't so Mm -hmm. you know you have that connection because he's looking for her he wants to know where she is she just disappeared so he knows that she's out there and in this she's dead so he just wants plain revenge and that's it the only thing I, on the table is revenge
1: i thought in the show she he thought she was dead wasn't that a big
2: revelation whenever she, he discovers she's alive but he does for the first half of the first series and then he finds oh, out yeah. that she's alive spoilers and then finds for out... anyone sorry yeah who's who's four (laughs) years out Uh, but yeah he finds her and she's given birth to a super baby so she now has a child who's like was he like seven eight years old yeah so Um, that's a massive thing to change from the book to the tv show
1: i mean at the end of the day like most most things are changed for tv and that's and that's fair and I, i think that's why with umbrella academy i think we all i think we all said we preferred the show over the comic Yes. Uh, again, this is probably probably one where if you've watched the show first, like that, that's your version of the boys. I think the show, even though I'm not a huge fan of that, that is my version of the boys. This is just secondary, um, even though this is the source material. And I, I think I prefer the way that the show took this story than this actual story.
2: Yeah, MMA. and I'm also a little bit disappointed in the first volume. I know it's only six issues, but there was no interaction between Homelander and Billy Butcher uh, Billy Butcher at all. Yeah.
1: Yes. You it can tell it's nice. built into it, but yes, they've had it ended with that or something like an encounter or something. Yes, you're right. Yeah,
2: there's something. Even a phone call, a message, a letter gets delivered. Just something between the two of them. So they, I mean, he knows Billy's out there. That's why he tells the teenage kicks that Billy's the one that's been blackmailing you. And yeah. Billy knows homelanders out there obviously but it's although
1: just... I, I i do love at the first start when billy butcher's just sitting on a park bench and then they fly over and he's like i'm gonna have you i'm gonna yeah. have you like i like that it's like i'm gonna have you one day
0: <laughs> and right at the end of this arc it does get mentioned in it about the child that she had when she died they had laser vision so it yeah. does drop the hint of it's definitely building to it. Uh, yeah. it it's definitely building to it it's why when i've got to carry on because it's just
2: yeah, that was a that was a brutal scene when he was telling Huey about his wife who, you know, pretty much exploded next to him in bed and a super baby was crawling out of her and firing laser vision out of his eyes mm. and he said he had to beat it to death with a lamp and it was like, but he was just like so nonchalant about it, he was just telling him this thing that happened you know, like, like yeah. I got stuck in traffic today, it was just something that just happened to him. And, and even though just, like
1: it's a super baby, it's it was still a baby so it's like the the idea of you're you're describing beating this baby with a lamp to death yeah it's just it's wrong in so many levels
2: so again i prefer what they did in the tv show where he finds a super baby with laser vision and uses him as a gun (laughs) that was in the tv (laughs) series he's just aiming the baby at people that was great um but yeah um, i think the comedy is a little bit lost in this uh the tv show has quite a few comedy moments as mm-hmm. as dark as it is, but it, there are some light moments, and I didn't find any apart from the things that I laugh at because of my sense of humor. I don't think they were meant to be funny in this book. Yeah. <laughs> You're right.
1: There there wasn't too much in this that I could point to as as being purposely comical. C- certainly, some of the shock things that you might laugh at, I get it, but nothing. You know, apart from the things I've actually meant, I did chuckle at, but like there wasn't like there's no good lines that were said. There was nothing that made you like, think this character is really funny. They're all quite too serious. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I agree with that. I I found Butcher's lines were probably the funniest. Um, but coming off the back of the show, you know, we didn't get much out of Frenchie. And Frenchie's yeah. quite funny in the show when he wants to be. Um, and same with M.M. He's the same. He, he can come out with some one-liners. And uh, I think some of the Seven as well, they have their moments like... They just seem really just angry didn't they most of them yeah. in this in this book and i think going like look at homelander for example how we continuously keep comparing it to the show unfortunately you've got people like anthony Starr who plays homelander he's leveled that character up beyond oh, yeah, where definitely. i think this book can take it
1: yeah that, so you've you've hit the nail on the air that's 100 correct like you've mentioned carl urban as well yeah. and what's his name again sorry that guy actor's name the Anthony Starr, Anthony Starr, like these guys do their job so well that they elevate the characters for oh, the yeah. show so much more than it does here. Um, bear in mind that this is the first volume, I'm not trying to diss the boys too much. I mean, there's three omnibuses off it, so I'm sure at some stage the characters kind of get better. Um, that's been the introduction, you can tell it's chocolate and cheese for me that the, the actors elevate those characters far more than the Nesbeth eyes.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, Homelander is one of the most terrifying people on TV. The way his face changes, he yeah. can, it can just be the way he moves his eyes or the way his smile goes and he can go from charming and he looks like the best superhero in the world and one facial expression and he looks like the worst supervillain you've ever seen he does it so well in the tv show and i think that's hard to do in comics without you know putting horns and a tail on someone there's not much they can do really Um,
0: you you only got it once in this volume where i felt that and that's when they had the board meeting with Vot, and um he was giving a train Sort yeah. of speaking to, wasn't he? And that's when I felt like he, you've I felt that presence of what you get from the show, you know. And I was like, Oh, here we go. Finally, he's given us that. And then you didn't see it again for the rest of this volume. So I'm hoping we see
2: it more. I, I did like that scene when he goes, Don't get up until I've left. Yeah. Just makes him stay on his knees in the hallway until he's walked away. He's just so terrifying,
1: and that's the thing that's that's his business head on because I think at some point they said about the survival rate of something was sixty percent for superheroes because they're not trained. It's not their job essentially, but they're paid to do it and they get all the sponsorship to do it. But really, they don't care. They care about making the money. That's what they want. Yeah. So it's all what you see, obviously, in the cameras is what they want you to see. Um. And uh, yeah, even that has a certain level of like him being quite sinister. He doesn't care. It's all quite selfish. Just wants yeah, to the, the money. superhero
2: game, it's a business. Superhero yeah. is a business in this universe it's not meant to save people it's just meant to make money for promotions for posters and books and merchandise i mean one of their meetings is deep complaining that he's only getting 0.75 of the merchandise money yeah instead of a whole percent you know and homeland is like yeah well it's about the three of us uh, everyone wants a queen mave a homelander and a, a black noir figure yeah. no one wants a deep figure and like, obviously that's a Digger aquaman and yeah uh, <laughs> but I thought it was just a funny thing to just have in the book. Um, I do appreciate that this feels like it was thought out. This wasn't someone who just wrote issue one and then got to issues two, three and four. It felt like the first arc was planned, especially with the bookends of Huey. So you start with Huey holding his girlfriend's arms and the paramedics and the police are like, let go. It's okay. Let go. And then when he kills the, um which one does he kill? He kills oh Blarney Cock, he kills. Yeah. And he's he still has his fist through his chest. And they're like, it's okay, Huey, let go. It's okay, just let go. Like it just mirrored him holding his girlfriend's arms. I thought that was a, a nice little bookend to the arc. And it shows that this was thought out before, and I appreciate that.
0: Because that's I've got to give it to Garth Ennis with this. I know we we hold the TV show a lot higher than what we do the book at the moment, but let's let's forget the tv show for one second like this universe is actually a really good idea that no one's ever thought of doing before and the idea of the characters the way that they are portraying it where it's business and you know all money involved and it's just it's very well thought out as you say it's a thought out story and you can see why it went so long
2: Yeah. I mean, it is very well thought out. Um, It has kind of been done. You know, you have the crime syndicate of America, the evil Mm. version of the Justice League. They come from Earth 3. Uh, They used to come from Earth 2. It's Earth 3 now. But they they ran it like a business. You know, they were in the protection racket. Yep. Ultraman and Superwoman, Owlman. They ran the justice or the crime syndicate as a business. So he could have taken a little inspiration from there and then expanded but Vought industries is just the worst kind of company. I mean, they don't care what their superheroes do. All they care about is the bottom line. And they would mm-hmm. they didn't even like the seven didn't even go to the funeral at the end for yeah. the Blarney Cock. They just sent a spokesperson who's like, sorry, they can't be here, but they've got something really important plans. So stay tuned. You're gonna want you're not gonna <laughs> wanna miss it. And it's like, dude, this is a funeral. Sales
0: pitch, <laughs> like it? It's... Yeah.
1: That's one thing I liked as well about this kind of universe is that whenever billy butcher was given his motivation of why he does what he does and he was basically saying that like you know we could have one of these at, at, in the white house the way things are going one of these sips who don't care about the people they only care about the money they don't care about themselves and essentially do not have the best interests of the people they could, they could be in the white house and i like the fact that he feels like that responsibility responsibility uh to prevent it And I think that spokesperson or they they mentioned somebody who was there at the funeral, who was somebody who's a politician type of thing. So
2: the vice president who couldn't get a single word out. He was just stammering and misspeaking. He was a complete and utter buffoon. And he's like next in line for the White House and And he's got powers.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing that that obviously uh, that's your motivation. That's obviously as well as his revenge for his, his wife and kid and stuff that he knows that these need to be stopped because if they do take control, I mean, because they could they could destroy the world if they want the minute easily. There's no way well, he like, says
2: there's no does say, doesn't them. he? They don't know, yeah. They don't know that they could I mean they know they can do it, but at the moment they want money and they want power. But if they decide that they just want everything, not it's gonna it. stop them. Yeah.
1: So I like I like that, and that kind of adds layer into him as well in terms of the way he does it and gives legs to future volumes why he continues to do it because nobody's going to come across some troubling times for himself so
2: yeah I like that I did I am gonna read on I did have to stop myself because I did almost read on because I was reading this Mm -hmm. on Monday and I got to the end of um, issue six and I was like oh should I just do one more but I was like no wait till I've spoke about it because I don't want it to taint anything Mm because if I read one issue and it was amazing or terrible then it would obviously affect my score subconsciously okay. so I deliberately stopped at <laughs> issue six
1: I'm not gonna read on I'll right. uh, it, it hasn't it hasn't hooked me to the point where I'm a fan of this and I want to, to read on or even, like, I don't even I haven't watched season three of the show that was like best part of a year it's been out so I don't have that kind of urge to read or watch the show and I'll read it if it's on the nerd herd someone picks it or comes up with sequels one for something but it's not something i'm gonna try and buy or pick up myself to read on there's a million on other books ahead of it ahead of this at the moment but that
2: doesn't That's mean i, don't, I didn't right.
1: like this it just means it's just not something that i'm eager to to read now
2: yeah we've had books like that that we've enjoyed but we just would only read it for the nerd herd i think skyward was one of them we really enjoyed the first volume of that but we were all like well we'll wait until it comes up again on the nerd herd that wasn't to say it was a bad book but yeah we've all got like dozens of books in our read pile as it is we can't keep adding to them can we we just never get to the bottom of it Uh, does anyone else have anything else to say because i think we should get to our final thoughts and scores because people in the chat i should have mentioned this before but um next week is Herd's choice so if you have a book you'd like us to read next week don't forget to pop it in the chat and you will of course receive some merch from the nerd herd you'll get a notebook bookmark and sticker from us and you can join us of course for your pick that's how Ma- we met this guy for the first time. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> Martin,
1: you're still allowed to pick for next week. Uh, you know, you know of you're here you now, you still got a chance to pick.
2: <laughs> so shall we get to our final thoughts and scores then? Yeah. yeah. Phil, do you want to kick us off?
1: Um.
2: Yeah,
1: I actually think this conversation has maybe dropped. Point, but just um, drop a point. It's a hard one. I did enjoy it. I don't. I don't want just to think that me talking quite negatively throughout the show means I didn't enjoy it. It's just, it's not something I would rush back to read or, or read on. Um, but I wouldn't be disappointed if I have to. The art, I, I like the art. I think it looked well. Yes, there's inconsistencies in the faces. Um, Kevin mentioned and earlier on the chat, there's the colours weren't the best, which I kind of agree with too, because, again, they were quite inconsistent. Um, the story-wise, some of the characters I wish I had seen more of, like so the female, um, even Frenchie, we only got, really, we got a small taste of him, to be honest. And I think I wanted to see more of them, other than teenage kicks. Um, I think, actually, the, so the, 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 the Seven, they've done a good job of, kind of putting them on a pedestal, but being jackasses, Especially when they try to get um, oh, what was her name, uh, Starlight and uh, her into the group. I thought that's a bit too much, and that's the my problem with this book in general. There's just too many things, or just too much, too crude, too vulgar, uh, all the sex stuff. It's, it's it's borderline rapey. Well, it is like obviously with Starlight, like they they do things to her that she doesn't want to do for her initiation. It's horrible, and it touches these themes, which obviously yes, trigger warning you know we've seen movies like this all the time but just think when you see it and read it in a comic book it just makes you go that's too much and too far so i was sitting on seven um but i think just throughout this book i've realized how much i like the tv show better i'm not a huge fan of the tv show so i've knocked this down to 6.5 but that's not to say i didn't like it it's fine but 6.5 for me is fair
2: have you lost shane okay 6.5 martin
0: um, okay, I- you're there, yeah. you're there, we can hear a bit delayed. Um, I did enjoy this, but I've not been shy. I did, I do love the show, and the show is better. Um, I can't help but put this in the same, like the same sort of area as Umbrella Academy. So, my scoring is going to be very similar to the way I treated that book. Uh, the artwork in this, I enjoyed. The same as Phil, I did notice the inconsistency with the faces quite a lot with Butcher. And I did notice it when we saw any sort of um, landscape. So when we saw New York and when we saw the Flatiron building, the artwork wasn't the best. Mm. Um, But other than that, the character designs were great. I really enjoyed them. The story, I love the crudeness. But again, if you like the show, you know what you're getting yourself into with this. And I think if you read this first, you know what you're getting yourself into with the show. You know, uh, but obviously it's a little bit more tamed down with the show. But I'm actually going to score this, the exact same score I scored Umbrella Academy, because I feel this can get better. And I'm giving it the room to get better. So I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10.
1: And that's fair. I agree with that. Like This is the introduction. There is Mm -hmm. room for growth. And that's what we hope for.
2: Yeah, she and I'm the averages,
1: by the way, if it, if it, if it helps. Oh, brilliant! With tr- Thank you. With my trusty
2: spreadsheet. I should have said. That. <laughs> um, so for me, um, massive fan of the TV show. It's why I picked it. Um, I wanted to read the book to see what it was like. Uh, I do prefer the TV show over the book, That's not to say the book is bad. The art's great for the most part. And if you like gore, if you like swear words, if you like this sort of thing then yeah I mean I enjoyed it I'm not gonna I'm not gonna score it too high because I do think this can get better because I say that I think I know this can get better because I know what's to come thanks to the tv show but at the moment this wasn't this wasn't great it was good but it wasn't great um i enjoy the character of billy and huey the rest were very underdeveloped but i'm hoping we get a bit more to them i'd like to know the backstory of the female a little bit more um because she was just very very underused in my opinion and i can't wait to see billy versus homelander in the book so i will read on but for me this is um this is a seven it's not it's not great, but it's not it's not bad, and there's no way I can score it less than a seven. I think to be totally fair. Cool. Well,
1: I will go through the scores here, shall I? From the chat, um, is that all right, Shane? Do we do that? Yep. So the first score we had in was from Connie, who said she's the a seven. So this was an interesting enough start, and I will probably read on their score. And Liam has said he was quite underwhelmed by this. The show takes the source material and surpasses it with ease. I don't think I'll read on, but it was good to read this book and I have that comparison. 6 of 10. Kevin, my score is 5.5. This is the first time reread since I was a teenager and I just doesn't hit the same anymore. Um, That's all the scores, yes. So with the 7, the 6, and Martin's 7, and Kevin's five kev's 5.5 that gives us a herd average of 6.4 so add that with my 6.5 scott's 7 and shane 7 that gives us an average of 6.7 so its
0: isn't isn't
1: too bad
2: okay oh, that's fair that's not bad so, um where does that switch. come on the leaderboard could you just do yes. that for me while i just get these picks for next week
1: so 6.7 doesn't make the top 10 it does not but not too far off it let's see where it does come so 6.7 it jumps into 12 uh it just takes the place of guardians of the galaxy knocks it down a peg so yeah In i'm pleased with spot. that
0: because as you can see uh umbrella academy got 5.5 5.5 was it or 5.8 Umbrella Academy, it got 5.8. 5. 5.8. 5. So I thought this was better than Umbrella Academy. Yeah. I so agree. I'm pleased this got a bit higher across the board. It's a fair score. I agree. Um,
1: but, yeah, folks, that is The Boys, Volume 1, the uh, the name of the game. But I think, and before I mention it, the TV show is far better. Shane is just uh, getting the Herds' choices. Why go through them?
2: Shane? I am, sorry, I have to do the wheel on my phone because as I tried to open a second window, I just disappeared from StreamYard and I couldn't see or hear either of you. So my laptop <laughs> is horrible. Uh, and Shane up asked me in
1: the private, the private chat, can I do the wheel? I was like, I don't know how to. <laughs> I don't really know what site these guys use. I have no idea. But I will go through I the I have Hertz the correct here.
2: site that Scott uses. This is the site yeah. that Scott uses. See, the show falls apart when he's not here. We need yeah. Scott. He well, can never miss a Herd's Choice week again because we're useless no. without him. <laughs>
1: Anyway, the choices this week are, Connie has picked Public Domain by Chip Lee Liam has picked Batman vs. Bigby, a wolf in Gotham. Kevin has picked Five Ghosts. And Martin here (laughs) has picked TMNT Volume 1 from the ADW series. Interesting. So there's our four picks. Actually, Pete as well. Did you get Pete's one? Pete had picked in in the private chat earlier on. He asked for Thanos wins. To go into that um, as well they're not they're not twins. Twins. yeah that's the one by donny Cates. i think it's yes. just oh, tremendous it's the cosmic Ghost Rider. i yes. i kind of want that the one no offense but so here we go good luck everyone
2: i'm gonna give this a shuffle or, uh, one yeah uh, one <laughs> it's not great on the phone is it we're really professional we just I'm hit so the one. it's all right Grand, all right, tap to spin. There you go.
1: There we go. (laughs) Who's it gonna be? Who's it gonna be? (laughs) Join us next week. (laughs) (laughs) This is not a fix. This is not a fix. Um, so sorry, you will be invited back (laughs) next week where we will be reading Tim and T volume one, the IDW series. Um, which I've actually already read, so yeah, that,
2: that should be good. That's interesting. Look forward to that yes um be nice to read turtles again we had turtles a few weeks back uh, i missed good. that one because i had no me. voice yeah, yeah and i get to talk about turtles this time <laughs> awesome it's quite funny though
1: that because we obviously have these packs made up of the the swag and every week martin is gets he gets selected like we don't we're saving them postage because we're not sending them out He has one so Scott, he's say. got
2: one He don't he yeah. don't
1: need more he'll only put them on ebay <laughs> <If> it, co- <laughs> it Come September, coming a near a charity shop near you, all <laughs> our our will be donated.
2: <laughs> we could have so many. We, I mean, we print off twelve, so we only need twelve. Yeah, but, yeah. but um, Martin's getting them all. So <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> building them up, saving them.
2: <laughs> so yes, that was the boys' volume one from Dynamite Comics from two thousand seven. My pick next week is Martin's pick with TMNT Volume One. What year is that from, Martin? No Do you clue. know the rough year?
0: No, I just threw it out there as a as a, just a last minute pick because I wasn't prepared. I so. I two, okay,
2: well, two, we will find it and put something. it on our Instagram. We I will think. pop it up on the Instagram so we can make sure it's the exact one that you want and we'll pop that up there for next week. Awesome. Looking forward to that. And Scott will be back next week as well. So we'll have a full house on the Nerd Herd. Yay. <laughs> but until then, there's stuff. Oh, actually, I think there. Do we have a Martin's draw along tomorrow? Uh, Kevin, my draw, draw along. And not mine. <laughs> well, you're here. You do everything, Martin. Do you draw along as you might as well do Kevin's draw along as well at this point?
0: <laughs> Kevin, you know where I am. I'm not as good as you, buddy, but, you know, hit me up. I'll team up with you.
2: <laughs> uh, so is Kevin doing a draw along tomorrow? If he is, it will be up at seven o'clock yes, on the Nerdy no, Channel. Is it,
0: it is
1: Superman, isn't it? Superman. Superman, how awesome. to draw superman that's tomorrow at 7pm check that out yes
2: definitely that man knows how to draw do yeah <laughs> so jealous Did you, I mean, this that's is crazy. the thing
1: cause, just just because well, people who's a fan of the channel has a, a art attack show every well not every monday night every every month on a monday night and kev was on it previously um with alex cormack like a professional artist and whenever they show their arts Or their drawings, their arts, like it was, it was, it was Kev or Alex. Like they couldn't decide between the two of them, and that just shows how good Kev is. And we're we're delighted to have him. So yeah, check those out every Thursday, seven p.m.
2: Absolutely. And last week I did forget to mention, but he did do a draw along on how to draw a robot. So if you missed that, do go and check that out because we read Dave last week. So he showed us how to draw a robot, and he just absolutely smashed it. So please Mm. check that out. So awesome. So then. With all that said and done, Martin, once again, would you please sign us off? Get your waves out. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye, everyone. <laughs> Love you. <laughs>